Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Mary Beth Hartman, and Mary Beth has been very involved in the Springfield, Missouri community. So Mary Beth, I think, rather than me trying to describe all the different businesses and roles that you've been in, why don't I let you take over from here? Well, about 20 years ago, I started my own company, but that was after beginning with my dad. So I had grew up in the business with him and uh, went off my own way, moved to Kansas City, moved to St. Louis, had some other jobs along the way. And he really just had a void in his office at the time, and I, I came temporarily to start. Now describe your dad's business. My dad's business started, he, he originally uh, had a quarry, which is now Jernigan Construction here in Springfield, but it was Midland Paving. Mm-hmm. And he had that quarry and was in asphalt originally, and then thought he wanted to retire in his early 50s. And that lasted about a year and a half. So he had a non-compete, so he couldn't mm-hmm. go back into the field he was familiar with. So mm-hmm. he went into the concrete industry and started with just a small crew, worked out there with them. And since 1996, he started Hartman and Company. And so they do bridges, gas and water, some sewer, a lot of concrete paving, a lot of intersections. They did the first diverging diamond in the United States. And they won an award for They won that. an award yeah. for that, yeah. Yeah, they did. So you've been involved in that company and what role for how long? Well, I kind of came in again just because, like I said, he had lost his admin person in the office. And I came in just to do a temporary. I didn't think I wanted to work in the family business. I had always initially wanted to go to law school and, and go that direction. And um, when we started working together, I gave him, he could do the field and the estimating and things that I still can't do. But I gave him some organization and uh, I'm very good with finding people and putting kind of some teams together. And we just started growing the business. We had complementary skills rather than competing skills. And it was a fit and I, I found out I really enjoyed it. So in life I have found out sometimes your best laid plans get intersected by life and you just kind of evolve into what you're going to do rather than plan for it. Well, and at the end of the day, construction is a people business. People see the concrete and the forms and everything else, but if he's doing that field work, it doesn't happen without the people. Well, the people are everything. You know, there's always a leader that gets a lot of accolades, and, you know, there's always that person that has to take the risk, you know, with the finances and and put themselves out there. But at the end of the day, you're only as good as your weakest link. That old adage is there for a reason that's lived throughout time. And if you don't have key people that are loyal and really committed to making the business money, you can't survive. So our people are everything. So you got involved in the business and it's grown since then. Yes. Yeah. I started with him in probably 1995. And I think that year in sales, he did about $7 million. And he's a $30 million your business Sounds like now. you've brought a lot to the business yeah, then. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I got him, I, I was able to help, but there, it's, it's been a 
it's taken a whole tribe. It's taken all of us to do that. And you've been involved in a lot of other things in the Springfield community here. You were on the Springfield Chamber. I think you're on Ozark Technical College Board. There are uh, other one, things One of their doing. advanced technology for that new center that they're doing. I have been for a long time on uh, with the Cox Foundation, which is the fundraising arm of the Cox Hospital. Mm-hmm. And so I've been there. I really enjoyed my time with the Chamber. That was probably the most enjoyable thing because you really connect legislatively and you connect with other business owners. And, you know, I don't have as much formal education as I wish I did. So my education has come from listening and watching other people and how they do it. And oftentimes I've learned more from what not to do. You know, Mm -hmm. I've let someone else kind of blaze that um, trail of, you know, they're a little more risk takers. So I've seen kind of what I want to maybe try and what I don't. Now, as a company, you've been around this company for a long time now. What are some of the things that keep you up at night? What are some of the challenges that Hartman faces today and the challenges you see ahead of you? Well, the business has really changed since 1995. I guess that that shows my age. Mm -hmm. You know, you see everybody else getting older except yourself. Absolutely. But when you start looking back over what the business looked like in 1995 versus what it looks like today, it's very different. In what way? Uh, Well, not as much fun. For one thing, people are a challenge. Finding good people that are committed and staying are, are a challenge. The whole structure uh, in this in the municipalities have changed. They've become a little, you know, more stringent in their requirements, and I think that comes from, you know, there's always an outlier situation, and so they don't want that to happen again, and they crank those uh, specifications down, which makes it a little more difficult. Back in 1995, a lot of business was done with a handshake, and with. Um, you know, just a word, you know, if, if you told me I believed you, if I told you, you believed me. Right. And uh, it's become a much more litigious society. Uh, so everything ends up in court if you have a problem. Not that, not that we do. We don't have experience in, in court, but that's always the underlying threat. You know, if you don't make it work, they've gotten, they've cranked a very tight schedule down, you know, where you used to have a little more time or if weather was like this year, we've had right. months of rain, which has really compressed our 12-month year into an eight- or nine-month year. It's required a lot more overtime. There's not enough infrastructure dollars, and so the climate's still very competitive. And when you don't have a lot of money in the job, then you end up with a whole lot more in labor costs than what you bid. It doesn't take very long for your job to go sideways, if not upside down. And so those are kind of the things that are challenging to me. And then just for so long, we've really not had good infrastructure dollars. I think that all changed in about 2009. We kind of rode through the recession and the housing. Mm-hmm. You know, that didn't really affect the the contractors in the highway industry, but it in, as much as it did in the building trade. But once 2009 was over, then, you know, those infrastructure dollars have dried up and it's just become a lot more competitive and the the profits just aren't there like they were before. Well, we hear that from, I hear that from almost everyone on this podcast, number one, about the people issue, that every industry is struggling to try to find qualified people, and that is a a real struggle across the board, I think. In every business. One of my sons is in the banking business, and almost, you know, he, he was kind of stolen away by another bank and since he's gotten to the new bank there's been two of those people stolen away i mean it just seems like everybody's trading employees we just kind of have this mm-hmm. you know whirlwind of people kind of moving around i guess it's great for the employee right now because they have a lot of bargaining power but it really is going to be crippling i see for businesses mm-hmm. because 
when people steal your employees, they're having to give them a lot more money. And then you're having to replace that employee with a much higher salary, which again just increases your overhead, which again reduces your profits, which again reduces your competitive nature on these competitive bids. Hey, I mean, it's just a cycle. And that's probably one of the biggest things that keep you up. And, you know, gone are the days. And like I said, in 1995, people were really more loyal. Mm-hmm. You know, if they started with the business, they liked who they worked for. And they felt, I don't, I don't know if obligation is the right word, but they felt relationship. Loyalty. Yeah, just a relationship. And so they really didn't want to let their foreman down or the general manager down or the business owner down. They didn't really want to leave and start over. They liked it and they considered it more of a family. And so... You know, now it just, if somebody will pay somebody $2 more an hour or, you know, the, the work is closer. I have a lot of people come and go because they don't want to go an hour away to work. Mm-hmm. And so when you get enough work back here in town, we'll be back. And so they, you know, it just really is hard to plan how much you want to bid. It's hard to, you know, it's just hard to plan your work. It's hard to even wake up every, every, every day with some assurances that used to be taken for granted. On the regulatory side of things, you've seen that change a lot, mm-hmm. too, as far yeah, as yeah. what you could do in 95 to what we mm-hmm. you can do now also. I think we've lost a common sense approach to construction. We've gone more by the book. And again, that's, I think, a factor of all the uh, legal issues that evolve. Everybody wants to sue somebody and take advantage of an opportunity. And so the more that happens, it might happen once, but then they're going to change that specification and, and change that book and, and nail it down, which that doesn't happen again. And it just, is a, it just keeps going. And so those things are, are very much more difficult. And it's taken the fun out of construction in a lot of ways because construction, you know, in 1995 and 2000, really up to 2009 or 10, it was really a lot of fun and you know you enjoyed coming to work but mm-hmm. it's a little it's a little harder yeah the size of the construction contracts and uh-huh. the risk the way the risk gets shuffled around is really a game all onto its own right now it isn't is. it yeah and then when you, on the bigger projects where you have a lot of subcontractors involved you know if someone up in your upline you know while you're waiting to start if they mm-hmm. drop the ball it just pushes it all down and you know then the general's on the line, if you're the general, or if you're the general, you're looking to push some of that liability on down to other contractors. So it's just gotten more complicated. And you talked about the lack of funds for MoDOT. That continues to be a struggle, I think, not just for MoDOT, but I think for a lot of public entities, it continues to be a struggle for folks who are in the world that you're in. Well, one of the things that Hartman and Company was always known for is that they could keep their people local. If we went 50 miles away, we were in another. That was a big thing. Oh, it was like we were going intercontinental or something. <laughs> I mean, it was like we were going out of the country. So our people were really liked it because they could stay right here, go home every night, and, you know, might have a 30 or 40-minute ride to work or home. But a lot of them choose to live out anyway, so that sure. wasn't that unusual. But, you know, the city of Springfield has really been hurt with their tax dollars just because of the online shopping. You know, we have lost a lot of tax revenue because it's so much easier to get on Amazon, and in two days, you get free shipping if you're a Prime member, and it's right. at your door. Right. So, and I'm guilty of that. I have to really think about: Do I really need to order this, or can I run to the mall? Can I run to Walgreens? Can I run up to the the corner market? Because if I do, I'm providing sales those sales tax dollars 
the unintended consequences. Yeah. I know that's something that the legislature is really looking at dealing with maybe in the 2020 session is what goes on with this internet sales tax. We had a meeting last week with some folks from the municipal league, Missouri municipal league. And that mm -hmm. is like number one on their legislative agenda for 2020 is what is going to happen with the internet sales tax. How does that get allocated? Well, it is hurting the state's revenue. I can, I can assure you of that. And I, I was watching the news the other night and as you're getting older, this is a, a nice thing to look at, but again, it's the revenue for the state of Missouri. So you can get online now and you know, Amazon and whatever can deliver your groceries. And not only do they deliver your groceries, but because in Springfield, we're not like a bigger metropolitan area. And so if you go to a different area and you find a, a product or you move here and you have a particular product that you like that your local grocery store doesn't carry, you can get online and select that and it's at your door in two, you know, a couple of days. And so, you know, the convenience of it is wonderful, especially if you're an older person and getting out in the weather or just getting around is difficult. That's an awesome advance yeah. for us as people but we've got to do we've got to figure out a way to capture some of that those sales tax revenues for our state or it is going to be well at the same time you have to have the roads for the trucks to run on you, you have to have the airports for the things to come into you, you have to have the people to mm -hmm. get it to your front door so yeah. it's a it's a cycle well and i i think again you know i've, I've done a lot of speaking trying to you know make the voters more aware of the importance of infrastructure tax dollars, whether it's a gasoline tax, which hasn't passed, or some other other options to try to fund infrastructure. But it's it's bigger than just maintaining an asset of the roads and bridges. It's really bigger than that. The people are well paid in the construction industry. They have good benefits. And I've never met a construction worker yet that doesn't spend money that they make. You know, they are in they have nice lifestyles. They buy homes, they buy vehicles, they may have a bass boat, they do hunting, they have their hobbies. And so they turn those dollars over a lot of times within that state. And so it really does keep a lot of other industries going. It's not just your street and roads for those highway contractors. It's everybody from your diesel fuel to your mechanics and all those parts for your equipment and trucks. It's your, you know, all your raw materials, all the people that are in that for them, a salesman that sells you equipment to, you know, the mechanic that replaces your parts. It's a whole it's, quality it's a whole and fabric thing. of community. Sort it's of it's far reaching the benefit for those infrastructure dollars. So what is your company's long range? Everybody's got some short term, long term, medium range goals. Where are you on that continuum right now? What are you looking at for your business in the years ahead? Well, I'd like, I'd like to tell you in the years ahead, we would continue to grow. We've moved to Oklahoma outside of Missouri, just largely because of the need for work. Mm -hmm. We have signed up and got our paperwork in place if we need to go to Arkansas. But, you know, the other states aren't really that welcoming. They want to keep it for their local sure. people. So if you happen to get a contract, it's harder on you over there than mm -hmm. it is at home. So our intention would be to stay in the state of Missouri and to continue to grow, to continue to hire you know, excellent people and provide them a really quality scale of pay with great benefits. So long term, I'd like to continue to increase our benefit package. And everybody has to work somewhere unless right. you win the lottery or inherit, inherit something. You know, everybody has to work somewhere. So I never want someone to be working for us that feels like they can't go somewhere else. I want them to be here because it's the best place to work. So my long term goal is to make Hartman and Company more attractive to people and, and have them want to be here. Because in this climate, they can go anywhere. 
Well, I certainly hope that you are successful going forward. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before we sign off today? You know, I just want to uh, just always encourage people to consider a, a career in construction. If working inside is more appealing to you, you can always do anything from drafting to a project management position or engineering, estimating position. Uh, and, you know, if you'd like to be outside for every day you see what you accomplish, I think construction gives you that. You know, if you're an inside person where you're just doing paperwork all the time, it's just a steady, you know, round and round and round. You never get to the end of it, and every day when you clean your desk off, the next day's mail brings you some more. But if you're outside in construction, every day you get to see what you've accomplished. And I think for some people that's really a good fit for their personality. And and then, you know, here in town when I drive around or my dad drives around and you look at the intersections and the street and roads and the bridges that he's done, you know, you, you have some pride knowing you touched that and you were part of that. It's a mental reward and a tangible reward at it the is. same time. It's something to be proud of. Mary Beth, thank you so much. And I hope that your company and you continue to have great success in the well, future. thank you. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.com. Dot .org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.